We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Rate, review, subscribe. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate it. Thank you to those of you who already have. So... This is your Wake Forest preview and your ACC Picks of the Week with your reigning champion, Sean, and your not reigning champion, Joe. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, real quick, um, the the likes on Facebook picked up. So, for all of you that are listening and, and went to Facebook and hit us up, we appreciate it very much. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and, um, you know, well, we appreciate it. We'll see what happens. Also, I screwed up. I screwed up this week, man. I wanted to make the buy, sell, or holds kind of a weekly, a weekly thing for, for, the, for the preview show. And, well, I failed. I failed. And sorry. So I let everybody down. Also. It's fine. Also, there's something wrong with the technology over here. So. At some point, you may hear some crackling. You guys have no idea what we deal with <laughs> when the crackling starts. So and <laughs> anyway, because I only hear it when Joe talks. And I think Joe only hears it when I talk. So anyway, that's that. Sorry for the crackling. I think it's my internet. I think my internet is just too slow for this show these days. This show is so high-powered. That the internet just doesn't <laughs> handle it anymore, right, Joe? Whatever you got to tell yourself. Right? right, right. I think that's sure. true. I think it's true. All right, we are going to get into everything, and um, we will. But let's first hear from the title sponsor for the Q Smosha Armchair Media and Tie Thoughts. Where has Tie Thoughts been? Did I miss a Tie Thoughts? Please don't tell me I did. Let's show. Sure. Oh my gosh, I would feel like a butt. Wow, Ty thought. No, no. By seller hold. No. Wow. No. We didn't. Tyler must be busy. Must be on his honeymoon. All right. Look, we know. You know. I've told you a hundred times. 
There's a good chance you're not going to be able to get to a game this year. Shout out to David. Our buddy David. Hiawatha Jackhammer on on Twitter. Look, uh, at DRadzitz on Twitter, really. But uh, he is the first of the militia that I know of to get to a game this year to represent. He was at Clemson, lost his voice, did a great job cheering, positive all the way through. And appreciated the pictures on Twitter and all that stuff. So saw the video. So did you see the video? The video. Yes. The video is on Twitter, by the way, which is I like it. Just great. Yes, totally. Yeah. Right up our alley. Just drench yourself oh, in yeah. beer, right? So I mean, the Stone Cold, Rome, right? Huh? When in Rome, <laughs> eat pasta, right? That's not. That's okay. not how that goes. Oh no. my, my bad. Okay, uh, look. Yeah. You, David got to a game this year, but maybe you can't. And if you can't, what you need to do is head over to betonline.ag. Listen, they were going the extra mile this year to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right. So, Joe, the Sir. one in five Syracuse Orange will host the three and two Demon Deacons Saturday at noon, and yet another empty dome. Wake Forest, uh, they've suffered two losses so far this season. NC State and Clemson, not terrible losses. Wake Forest did upset last week, number nineteen. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech now not ranked because of that lost, that lost last Saturday. Uh, they've got most of their 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 game on the ground for for that win. Uh, they can thank their two running backs. I'll skip. I'll come back to Sam Hartman in a second. To Demon Deacons and then one two punch on the Russian attack. Sophomore Kenneth Walker the third. He with 449 yards so far this season with eight touchdowns. Christian Beal Smith with 385 yards and four touchdowns. Both averaging over five yards a carry. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Sophomore quarterback Sam Hartman, he's thrown for over a thousand yards this season so far, completing 63.2% of his throws, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. It's well worth noting, though, he has been sacked 17 times. Hartman, mm-hmm. uh, with four main receivers, getting 990 of his 1,033 yards through the air. Jakari Roberson with the bulk of those, 360 yards and one touchdown. He's averaging 13.8 yards a catch. Senior Jaquez Williams, 6'2", 220-pound linebacker, leads Wake Forest in tackles with 42. And one forced fumble, 6'5", 285-pound senior. Carlos Basham Jr. leads the Tigers in sacks with five and one forced fumble as well. Uh, Dino called him Godzilla in the press conference, says he's possibly the toughest um, the, the toughest defensive end that they're going to face this year. So, Joe. Yeah. We got kind of a one-dimensional quarterback, which is is one less thing we got to worry about. But he's got some decent decent options, and he does seem to throw who's who to who's open. He's not very, um, you know, he's he spreads the ball around the best he can. I think. Also on offense, like I mentioned, we got some. You got you got the ability to keep fresh legs in the backfield, and then on top of all that, a senior-laden defense that currently ranks fifth in turnover margin. And we mentioned Basham Jr. And, I mean, Wake Forest, not not too shabby at 3-2, and two, Joe. No. Well, 
the thing is, is when you really look at their schedule, it's been a little skewed, you know, coming out and uh, playing Clemson the first week. Obviously, that's going to be a tough one. They lost that 37-13, and they came out the next week against NC State. Uh, when NC State uh, was still a little bit healthier than they were, they still were starting Bailey Hockman, uh, but that was a that was a thriller, 45-42. They ended up losing that. And then they got a bye week early because their game against Notre Dame got postponed uh, with a warm-up game against Campbell after that. So uh, they've had some time to kind of figure some stuff out. Um, and then when they played against Virginia, they uh, they ran the ball, like you said. Uh, Virginia, got they moved the ball on them too. But uh, Wake Forest ended up with three turnovers they, uh, to zero. So I think that was really um, the difference in that game. And... Last week against Virginia Tech, it was kind of the same thing. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Um, Virginia Tech had like 10 penalties for 112 yards, and they also had um, three, three interceptions thrown. Uh, so I think that's really why they ended up winning that game. They only won that game by a touchdown, and if you don't get those interceptions – uh, and those penalties that that stopped installed Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech just shot themselves in the foot. So I don't want to take any credit away from Wake Forest, but a uh, cleaner game by Virginia Tech, and I don't know if if they win that game. So yeah, but um, you, you, you got to hand it to them on the uh, on you know ranked nineteenth going. Um, it was at Wake Forest, but still, were there fans there, Joe? There was. There was fans there. Yeah, there was fans there. I mean, if if anything, you know, I read a great story today too um, with. Uh, Wake Forest, I know that you were talking about their team and um, <clears throat> you brought up um, Basham Jr. as far as uh, on their defense, but they got a couple guys, Jaquez Williams, uh, linebacker, um, who's uh, leading the team in tackles. And this uh, <laughs> this kid, Nick Anderson. Um, <laughs> the freshman, right? He, yeah, walk on. 
freshman. Walk on. Okay, I did not walk know that. Freshman. Okay. Yes, they said they said after last week. Last week he had eleven tackles and he had all three of the interceptions for Wake. Oh Forest. my gosh. That's As a crazy. walk-on freshman, and I oh mean, they gosh. said that they had him. They carried him off on the shoulders. They they were chanting Rudy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I guess they were saying, but um, <clears throat> nothing but uh, just positive things from from that team. And obviously, uh, to be able to do that, God, I mean, that's that's very very impressive. I think um, anybody that understands recruiting and everything like that, uh, yeah, that's to, to be a walk-on and come out and do do that against uh, a ranked team. Um, he's coming on the last. Two weeks. I think he's got 21 tackles in the last two weeks. So now you got somebody in the secondary to kind of pair up with Jaquiz Williams and um, and Basham. So they do have some good players at every level on their defense, but uh, they have been susceptible. It hasn't been. Uh, I mean, Virginia <clears throat> put some points up on them, 23, I believe, and, and they could have put up more uh, without those turnovers. Uh, NC State put up 45 with how Hockman is the quarterback. So uh, they are susceptible. So. Um, I think that it's going to be a kind of a high scoring game if we can kind of get some big plays like we have kind of been able to get. Um, but yeah, that offense, like you said, um, Hartman, he, he kind of spreads it around a little bit, but um, I don't know if he's going to be able to do, if our secondary comes out and plays the way they did last week, then I don't really know if Hartman is going to be that, that successful. He wasn't that successful last week against Virginia tech. As far as throwing, it was more their running game, like you said, with the running backs. So um, they have a very interesting, interesting way of rushing the ball. I mean, you'll see him get the ball and kind of just turn and pitch it to the guy and and wait and see what happens. And he will run, too. He did have 11 rushes, um, one for a touchdown against Virginia Tech. So, um, you know, he'll lull you to sleep by handing it off, handing it off. But he will keep it or, um, you know, fake a pitch and, and run. So. We definitely have to be worried about that, and uh, again, that's we know that we know this, and I think um, our rushing attack stopping Clemson last week I think caught us all by surprise. But I think whatever we did last week with blitzing and bringing more people in the box and you know forcing them to throw, um, if we were doing that to Trevor Lawrence and Clemson with ATN and everything, then I think we should be doing that to to everybody else. I think that was kind of a fatal flaw a little bit with Duke and with Liberty. I think. If it was me, I would have tried to stack the box and, and, and make force them to, to pass more uh, than they did. But that's kind of got to be your same strategy this week. Yeah. Got to stop that run. Got to stop the run. Obviously, you know, you're dealing with you're dealing with a dynamic duel. I mean, these guys are almost identical as far as yardage and everything goes. So um, I was going to – oh, if <clears> – you said you think it's going to be – kind of a high scoring game. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see it like that. I feel like, I feel like this is going to be more of a defensive battle. I think, I think, I think both offenses might struggle to a touch. I'm not trying to take anything away from, from us, but I just, right. I just feel like they might struggle a little bit because, you know, we heard, we have no updates on Sean Tucker right now. Right, right, right. So if we don't get Sean Tucker back, we talked about at the, at the, in the Clemson post game, you know, obviously coming into this game without Sean Tucker, it's the, that's the biggest loss, right? Because most likely we'll have Taj Harris back, right? We'll have to see about Trill Williams. Right. Obviously, that's going to be huge too. I mean, those are three key players that, you know, right. if you bank on them, you know, you feel good. But if we only get one of the three or, you know, even two of the three, you're missing something somewhere. Right. And Again, par for the course this year. We're not going to know until the game starts. I know, which is <laughs> so, kind of frustrating. 
But oh, it's definitely frustrating. But I can understand that for I mean, us with doing the show and stuff for fans. Yeah, too, and but. for fans. But as far as coaches go, they kind of give you an upper hand because the other team really doesn't know who's going to be there, what your personnel is going to be, or you know what's kind of game plan for as far as certain personnel. Uh, if you have Taj Harris there versus not having him there, then that's a completely different kind of story. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you could yeah, really I'm, do I'm, some damage with Taj Harris and, and Nikeem Johnson now. I think Culpepper is getting comfortable. He's going to be back home. I mean, we could see a totally improved Culpepper this game. Going, I, I, Yes, I just feel like any type of improvement we've seen on the offense has been an improvement in kind of um, execution, yeah, but, execution. More, yep. but more of having a run game to set up the pass. Yeah. Uh, I think that when we've seen games where we've kind of been able to score and stay in the game uh, – it's because we've been able to run the ball to set up the pass and um, don't get down that early, that big. And I mean, even Clemson, that's what we did. I mean, Tucker was well on his way to another hundred yard game against Clemson. And uh, that's how we kind of got sprung that Nikeem Johnson uh, bomb. So being able to set stuff up like that, it has helped us. Um, and you're absolutely right. If, if Sean Tucker doesn't play, then I don't know what the, uh, the other running backs got for us because we're getting real, real thin there. That would be our top five running backs going into the season, not playing. Yeah. Which is insane. Which is insane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to put everything into into perspective and and the injuries and everything. I mean, I just saw, we talked about Cornelius Nunn, right? We didn't know where he was. Did you see the tweet? I I knew that he was, I knew he was nursing an injury. Yeah. Well, a couple weeks ago, when you see him, Right. And he is. Yeah. So he's got that stuff going on. It looked like a right knee and it looked like um, it wasn't good. So, um, again, we're just just maligned with, with injuries. And I mean, it's just <clears> we it's, just got to. Yeah, it's, ugly. it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's ugly. It's frustrating. And obviously we don't know what we got until game day. And I understand keeping the cards close to your chest. But golly, I mean. I'd rather have him do that, obviously, but, I mean, shoot, shoot me an email. Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, I was reading a, an article on 247 Sports today about the recruiting classes at Babers and stuff, um, and they said, I think they said that out of the 69 players that traveled, 31 of them were freshmen, 21 of them were first-year players. So you got two, 10 redshirt freshmen, 21 true freshmen, and that's, I mean, nearly half of the squad that you're bringing down to travel to go down to Clemson. Um, and to play like that, I, again, that's why I was very, very uh, happy with their play and how they played pretty much three quarters right there with them. Um, feel bad for Clemson's opponent this week, but uh, hopefully we can take that. Uh, you got to kind of take that as a W. You know, I know, I know it doesn't, like you said, moral victories and everything, but as a player and as a coach and as a team, I think you walk away from last week in a better situation, minus, you know, obviously the injuries. So I think Sean Tucker looked like it's going to be a high ankle sprain. Those are tough to come back from. Those things linger sometimes, but they all have kind of their own. Everyone's got their own pain threshold, and and they're all a little different. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if I just don't see a heavily wrapped ankle and give them give them a go uh, on Saturday. But you never know because you don't want to do something to where you lose them for the whole season. Yeah, obviously we, and, and that's kind of what we talked about, right? I mean, we've, we're going to have to do this we a couple times. You know, I think we did it a little bit against Clemson and keeping keeping Trill Williams at home, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, I'm okay with it there. Uh, and, right. and you got two, two games at home, so you're not, you're not traveling. Everybody's going to be there. And I mean, maybe you can work on it there, but you know, 
um, you, you look at running back, and you got to get something going with Cooper Lutz and, and Markenzie Pierre. And, I mean, Markenzie Pierre, I mean, you know, I'm surprised a little bit that we haven't seen a little bit more out of him with with his ability coming into to this year and what I thought he could do. So, you know, I mean no. – can't say he hasn't an opportunity. I know it's that's why that's why I'm a little disappointed in it. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been a solid special teams player, and you need those kind of guys too because you don't want starters in there doing special teams and stuff like that. So, I mean, he does contribute to the team, uh, just not um, as much as as we would like to see, obviously, at this point. But um, it's good to see, you know, Cooper Lutz like stepping up, obviously. He's gonna, you know, get more. He's gonna get better as he kind of matures more in that role. Considering he came in as a slot receiver, so he's still making that transition. And again, everybody's still behind the eight ball, and that's why we saw the the change in in, in our strategy last week in offense. And I think that's something that we're gonna have to to do as well. Because to tell you what, Wake Forest they're gonna try to pound the ball and, and run that clock. They're not looking to score fast. Uh, they had a actually Chaz Surratt, linebacker for. North Carolina, his brother, Sage Sherratt, is a receiver for Wake Forest, probably an NFL receiver, most likely, and he opted out to play this year. So this could be a completely different-looking team uh, if he was playing as far as opening up that pass offense or passing game in their offense for them. But uh, this year really hasn't looked that great. So, again, we just got to – got to stop the run, force them, force them to pass. You got to just put people up there. Um, defensive line can show up like they did Clemson. And um, got to have our back backline guys, our linebackers, uh, second level guys, D backs. Uh, they need to be able to tackle. You're not going to be able to just you know cl- just hit these guys with your shoulder and they're going to go down. These are two very good running backs, and if you don't arm tackle and um, gang tackle in some instances, then uh, these guys are going to run wild. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yep. All right. Look. We, you want to hear predictions? It's time. It's time for predictions, actually. But first, before we get into predictions, let's start off by telling you about Manscaped. Manscaped's got new tools out there. Manscaped.com. Head over there and check out all of the cool tools they got. They got the Shears 2.0. They got the Lawnmower. The Lawnmower, by the way, I checked out the Lawnmower. I got the Lawnmower 2.0. Thing works great. Not complaining. It's waterproof. It's great. To charge lasts forever. But. The Lawnmower 3.0 is just, like, the thing is designed great. It really is. And it's got the light on it. So, uh, but you know what else they got? They got the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs and those delicate holes being in your ears and your nose, gentlemen and ladies. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. What's that mean, you ask? People have asked, what does that mean? Joe, what does it mean? Exactly what you just said. Exactly. Exactly. Very good answer. Right answer. 9,000 RPMs, okay? That's all you need to know. It's intelligently contoured design, enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes it for it makes it easy for operation and cleaning. The only hair trimmer on the market with a powerful rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes on one charge. Now look, you want it? Go to manscaped.com because 79% of partners polled admit that long nose hair is a major turnoff. All right? 
So go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Get over. Manscaped.com. Thank you. All right. Look. Boom. Did you ask the... me what RPMs means? <laughs> huh? What? Did you ask me what RPMs mean? No. I was asking you what all of that meant. Because oh, yeah. I just read it, guys. And I read it the same every time. And I still don't understand that. I just know that well, it's big time stuff. That's all I yeah. know. Now look. We're about to get into the ACC picks and give you our game of the week. That is brought to you by BetOnline. It's powered by BetOnline. That's what we use to do this. It's what we use to look at, all right? So, you want to get there, BetOnline. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, BetOnline. All right, it's time to get into the ACC picks this week. Look, I was told I need to improve on my picks by uh, one Cuse Waterboy on Twitter. So, you know, he said they're trash, basically. I think he was talking about that I that I picked that I picked Clemson over Syracuse. And you guys, I sacrificed that one. I explained that that was a sacrificial choice. I did that purposefully to get us close. All right, because that's yeah, just did. that's just my luck. All right, but I did also say I wasn't going to bet against Clemson again this year, and yeah. I'm looking at the next game and I'm going, man, I don't know. So I can't believe you beat me again. It, well, I was getting there. Joe finished up last week with a two and five uh, record. I finished up with three and four, even though they're n- neither one of us are really in the money, so to speak. But I mean. You know, I really all that I care about, it's worth. I'll lose a little money if I come out on top of the record and I'll just carry the championship. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. 
Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Trophy over to next week. And, you know, two times in no, a row, no. reigning champion. I, I'm f- I'm fine with that. Well, I just want to make it clear that first off, number one. Uh, first off, number of, one. First off, number one is a bit redundant. It's well, a bit whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's, it's not <laughs> if funny. It, if, <laughs> it's really it's not funny. Yes, it is, Jim. It's funny. I, I agree with Jim. Um, but, no, I mean, we don't. First off, people listening, if you do, we don't actually put money you. on these. All right, we don't put money on this. Uh, we don't bet this. Uh, this is basically <laughs> he's forcing us to pick this. As Sean is so. Again, uh, these aren't games that I would actually pick with my own money. A lot well, we of them, do. I do. A lot of those spreads are tough. So we just do the ACC. Sure. I'm just look. I'm just different. I'm giving out a disclaimer. I don't want people to think that we're out there just betting these and that we're telling people to Joe, actually it's bet. okay you can't just leave a little up to the imagination just a touch i mean not with you no geez duke plays charlotte this week and so we're not going to talk about duke because they're not playing <laughs> in the acc so we got six games to go over all right and six as, or five i thought it was six Let's see. Looking Let's at see. Well, I was I was one, two, three, four, five. You're right, five. What's up with that? Okay. So how about that? How about that? That's right. Oh man, it's somewhere. I couldn't get to it fast enough. <laughs> uh I don't have it labeled yet. All right. So I digress. I'm sorry, guys. As we as we do always, we go to the Syracuse game, which I believe was ten and a half points. Last time I looked at it. Yep. Let me find it again. Is it ten and a half? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wake Forest at Syracuse. Ten and a half points. Look, I like I said, I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I could be totally wrong about that too. I mean, obviously, this could go. It could be a who knows. I don't know. It's just how I feel. That's my gut, guys. That's my gut. And I'm going to say, at the very least. Uh, Building off of Clemson, if Syracuse doesn't cover this spread, in in my opinion, it's just what I expect them to do coming out of that game. With a little bit of momentum, even though it was a loss, a little bit of confidence coming into a game at home at the Dome. Joe's throwing beer cans all over the place. And uh, I just think they that they at least cover. I really do. And I feel I feel good about this game. I don't always feel good. So I'm pay- I'm taking Syracuse, Joe. Mark it down. Are you take are you are you marking this stuff down or what? Yes, yes, I got it. I got it. Okay. 
since you had technical difficulties last time. But yeah, well, this game does worry me, and it worries me for a couple of reasons. Obviously, um, the fact that they do have that type of running game, number one, but also the injuries that you that you obviously brought up. Uh, we're not going to know till we're not going to know the till game, game time. That's right? what sucks. So. Yep. Yeah, but um, if they come out and they play defense the way they did Clemson, then I completely see them covering. Uh, and also to everyone that talks about maybe it's time to see a freshman quarterback, uh, the only people that know if there's somebody ready behind Rex is the coaches, right? So um, I'm just going to leave it up to them. Uh, it's Rex's fifth year with everything he's gone through. Like I said, um, I think that he's the, the best guy for the job right now, and – uh, he's going to go out there and if he kind of plays the way he does and manages the game and we do what we did last week and kind of manage the clock, then I, I think that we cover. Okay. Both taking, both taking the Homer picks there. That's fine. Next up, Boston college at Clemson and Boston college is going into that game in death Valley at, um, at 31 point underdog as of right now. And look, you know, Clemson or excuse me, um, Boston College has actually played pretty good. Four and two. Uh, what are those losses? What are those losses, Joe? Do you know off the top of your head? No, not off the top of my head. Of course no. you wouldn't. Um, UNC, UNC and Virginia Tech. Oh, UNC was it? That's right. Yeah, UNC and Virginia Tech. So, you know, those are, you know, if you're going to have a loss, those are legit losses. Okay, they beat Georgia Tech, they beat Pitt, and they beat Duke, and they beat Texas State. So, I mean, I look, I don't think, obviously, that they're going to win this game. And I swore, I swore I would not bet against Clemson again this year. But that's a lot of points for a decent team to lose by. I mean, it just is. So, with that said, I'm picking Clemson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not picking against them. The rest of the year, as I see it, but I will say I will be not not be surprised if if I if I screw that one up, because that's a ton of points. It is. Yeah, and um, right there with you. I've been there. Um, I've been on Boston College. Uh, I thought that they were going to give Virginia Tech a good game two weeks ago, but it bounced back, and I'm starting to kind of feel where where Boston College is in the mix. I mean, UNC. We talked about earlier. They had a tough time, kind of putting teams away and putting up big points up until last week. Uh, so that game was close when Boston College lost to them. But beating, you know, Duke, Texas State, and, and even Pittsburgh by one, yes, good wins. But uh, losing to Virginia Tech by 26, um, that's kind of the the one for me there. Um, and plus Clemson, uh, after last week, yeah, you know they they're going to come out. Yeah, they might want There's something gonna too. It's going to be a wave. Yeah, so – um, I know that I've been on big with Boston College, but really only against the the, the lower level teams because I think that's where people think they are. I think they're more in the mid, but I, I got Clemson. Okay, we're gonna take Clemson too. So so it's somewhere down the line here, these next three games, where we will part ways. Maybe it's this one: Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech gonna come into that game at home as a nineteen and a half point underdog. Uh, look. Georgia Tech has shown me nothing really this year. Um, not impressed with them at all. Obviously, two and four. Yeah, they got a better record than us. But guess what? We beat them. Okay, and not only did we beat them, we kind of waxed the floor with them. So, yeah. 
Um, I don't think Notre Dame's going to bat an eyelash here at all. I, th- I think they're going to go in. They'll clear 19-and-a-half. I'm going to take Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, um, again, I'm going to be with you on this. Notre Dame's defense is really, really good. Hold and... on, time out. You're making me worry about my picks now that we are oh, agreeing, okay? okay? So okay. now I'm worried because the past two weeks you've really stunk it up, and now I'm, now I'm worried. But carry on. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Georgia Tech's been a weird team to figure out, obviously. Um, with the beginning, they beat Florida State. We were kind of worried. Then we beat them. We're like, what is going on? We thought we were um, awesome. Yeah. And then they go and they beat, <laughs> they beat Louisville by 19 points yeah, right? the next week. And then Louisville goes and loses. But then, win. I mean, it's just, again, ACC's crazy. They lost to Clemson 73-7. Lost at Boston College last week by 21. So, uh I mean, Notre Dame defense is, is probably – it might be the best defense in the ACC, so I'm taking them. You're taking Notre, Notre Dame, Dame as to well. Cover. Okay. All right. All right. We are tit for tat right now. Okay. Uh, Virginia Tech at Louisville is the next one up, and Virginia Tech's going to come into that game as a three-point favorite against Louisville at Louisville. And this is, I mean, this one's kind of tough, right? I mean, you got, you know, the spread's closest it is out of any other ACC game this week. First of all, let's just state the obvious here. Both right. both of these teams are, I still don't know what I got with either one of them. Right. Virginia Tech is so up and down. I don't even know who's playing week to week. It's just been kind of, you know, they're one of the weirder teams to figure out. I don't know, man. I, I could flip a coin on this, and I'm just going to say, you know, Virginia Tech was ranked. They're going to go into Louisville. They got a chip on their shoulder. They're going to go in there. They're going to they're gonna beat them by more than three. I just feel like they must. They have to. I'll take Virginia Tech. <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. Dude, that's, my, that's, that's my pick. That's I was kind of right there with you. I think they would have had a, a good chance or at least a close shot of covering last week, Virginia Tech I'm speaking of, if they didn't have their penalties and turnovers that they had. And I know Louisville, they whooped up on Florida State, but I think we all know that Florida State isn't who, who they they really are. So Louisville has only really beat West, – they beat Western Kentucky and Florida State and if lost every other ACC game that they've played um, and they've lost to lesser competition than Virginia Tech. So, I mean, three to me is just – it's too low. I think that's one of the easier yeah. picks that we got. So. Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, Louisville, Louisville, there's something that's going on, and I don't know exactly what it is because um, obviously everyone's just holding their cards so close to the, to the chest during this COVID time because they can, but um, – they have athletes, and, and they were good, and now it's just their defense is just not that good. Maybe they were senior-laden last year, but their offense is kind of taking a step backwards, and, and their defense definitely from last year. Uh, I expected way more, and they just haven't shown it. So, All right. So we're tit for tat. Tit all for the, tat. All the way so far. Let me just look at something real quick. Pull up this last game. Um. UNC comes in as a six and a half point favorite against Virginia at Virginia. Virginia sits at one and four. North Carolina at four and one. 
Virginia, UVA, obviously, is another one of those teams where you're you're still not really sure what you got. They gave Miami a run for their money last week, too, and a really good job, actually. And um, that was a really good game, defensive battle for quite some time. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's just – I just don't know if – if even at home, if they're just going to pull it off. I mean, North Carolina just walloped NC State. Two ranked teams yeah. just walloped them. Um, I'm just not there. I, I don't think – I almost don't think that's enough points either, Joe. I, I do think it could be a good game, but I, I, I'm going to take UNC with that little bit of points, I feel like. I just don't see it. So you're going to take UNC? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, here's going to be our difference because I'm going to go Virginia. Okay. Uh, to me, North Carolina, they've just been too up and down, and um, I think something happened. NC State. So is UVA. Uh, they were, what's that? UVA's up and down too. Well, yes, UVA's up and down, but I know that they, I mean they have a pretty solid defense and playing Miami the way they do uh, or the way they did. Um, I know that they like again they messed up and, and turn turned the ball over three times against Wake Forest, and that's why Wake Forest won by 17. It was a, a you know, a minus the, the turnovers. It was a closer game than what it seemed, and all the other ones pretty much have been close. They even played Cle- at Clemson close, 41-23. So, um, I mean, they, they would have covered this against at Miami last week in their home against North Carolina. Um, if they can slow down that running attack and, and kind of play, then – I mean, I I can see them definitely definitely keeping it close. And again, last last week, I just with NC State, they were rolling with Devin Leary. I mean, they looked really really good, and they knew that a passing game, that a balanced attack. Um, and I think that maybe when he got hurt, and they knew that that was kind of going to be the season. That um, now they knew that they were kind of stuck with this with this other guy who's not bad. I mean, he's not Rex Culpepper, but um, oh jeez. What? what you just laid the smack down Rex Culpepper? Holy! No, I didn't. I'm just saying I would rather have this kid. I'm just saying that like it's a it's a situation where he's got more experience. He's started games last year. Uh, Rex is with everything he's gone through and everything. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Rex. I'm giving he's you a, a hard time, great dude. I know you I'm are, but this is like him just starting to you know to to get a chance in his fifth year after beating cancer as a 23 year old. Like. You know what I mean? This Bailey Hawkman kid, he's he started a couple games last year, um, and he's been in the mix and everything. So he's more prepared, and they've actually won some decent games this year with him starting. So I just think that with Leary going down, they kind of took some of the, the wind out of their sails, and uh, I just don't think that NC State just showed up last week against the in-state rivalry. I know. North Carolina the finally wanted to go crazy. The the in-state rivalries have been a major disappointment so far this year. And, you know, it's just been so weird. I, I've got, I have got, you know, you look, I always, when I come in and do this, because I don't get to watch all the games. And in fact, there's teams like, there's teams like Louisville I've seen very little of. And because they're either crushing someone, I'm trying to watch a good game. Um, they're either crushing someone or getting crushed or, I mean, it's just, it's just been so weird. By the way, our, um, your game of the week last week to wrap this up (laughs) was the NC state game. No, I'm, that was mine. That was mine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yours, which, which obviously that was not a good game, but yours was Pitt Notre Dame, obviously another horrible choice. 
So yeah. with a uh, 42-point difference in that game, and, and, and to be fair, I wasn't sure about Kenny Pickett. So I will say, you know, I, you know, right. I kind of understand uh, that that's not the score. I wasn't that's sure not either, the score. Right. So. right. That's so not the score. Was the, so what was the game of the week? I feel like the game of the week was UVA Miami. I thought that was a good game. It was a defensive battle. I mean, if you like to watch the, I, I like to watch a close game. I like to watch a shootout, but when it's not a shootout, I'll watch a defensive battle. That's fun too. Yeah. I mean, no one, I mean, a little, if, if like I could choose use one of your words, redundant in the middle of the second and third quarters, right? Yeah. You yeah. Get to a, if you're guaranteed a close game at the end of the game, then yeah. I'm watching it. You know, you're looking for a mistake. You're looking for who's okay. Who's going to turn it over? Who's going to, you know, what's going to happen? What someone's going to make a mistake. And that's how those games usually go. Last one to make a mistake loses. And, um, you know, so I would say that that was the game of the week, but there was another good one. In Virginia Boston. Tech, Wake Forest yeah. with the upset. So, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about uh, that, that Anderson kid doesn't have three interceptions and just has two, then that game's probably going into overtime. And Virginia, his Virginia Tech was moving the ball just like Virginia was the week before. Um, just you know, they forced and forced three turnovers the last two games, and that's really the one thing that scares me about this week coming in is like not only. The fact that their defense looks like they're starting to get turned up, and their running rushing attack looks like it's you know getting better. Um, so they're gonna get they're gonna get turnovers. But on top of that, I mean, what they got motivation coming into the dome for how that game ended last year. Yeah, and how that totally. season ended, you know. So um, I think that there's <laughs> they're gonna have some motivation coming into an, this game. That was another close. Are you choosing that? That's a, What's that? That was going to be my game of the week. I don't know if that was what you were doing, but that was no. Be, I wasn't choosing. I wasn't. Okay. There. All right. That is my. That is this week's game of the week for me, and I hate choosing our game. But um, one of the reasons is what Joe just said. He's always he's always just treading all over my points. But the the way last <laughs> year's year's game ended, and just how awesome that was last year, and you know they're going to be out for blood. I think Syracuse. Look. Let me put it to you like this, and I'm not trying to have a caveat to this at all, but if we get Trill, Taj, and Sean, I just feel like this game is going to be really good. I think it's got the potential to be the game of the week. When you look around, or when I look around the ACC, I don't see, like, I mean, North Carolina, Virginia, probably because you picked opposite of me is the only one that worries me. So that could be the game of the week, but I don't see another one. Besides those, so I'm going to go with the Wake Forest at Syracuse for my game of the week. Yeah, and mine was going to be the North Carolina uh, Virginia game. Man, well, you could just you could kill it this week because I see I see that serious potential there for that. So no, the way that Virginia and talking them talking about their quarterback issues and then kind of being banged up too, uh, I can kind of sympathize with that and to see them kind of, you know. We've how many times have we seen it in the past? And I know that Miami's not the Miami of the past, but you know, those rain games at night in Miami where Miami just goes off, and it just seems like it doesn't even matter that it's raining. Miami just runs all over this these teams, yeah, they right? Practice, and, they practice in that crap, you know. Yeah, and just the way that Virginia stuck in that game, and I mean, there were still there were still times at the end where I thought they were going to pull it out. Um. So, I mean, Bronco Mendenhall, he's a good coach. He's got those guys playing. Uh, he's had some good recruiting classes, and they're not going to just give in. I don't think they're going to just 
get blown out unless there's a reason for it. Any of the games that they've lost two possessions plus have been because they've lost a turnover margin. So um, I'm looking for, for that game to be, to be a good one. Plus it's the night game too. It's the last game of the night. So for yeah, the ACC. Love the primetime games and, and they always get extra points unless they're complete blowouts. They get points for game of the week, by the way. All right. That's what? it. Night games? What? Like, yeah, primetime game well, on a Saturday, bro, game. because I'm primetime, well, man. I'm primetime. That's me. Well, and that's, well, I mean. No, I mean, I'm not like primetime. Uh, how like, humble. How like, humble. I don't mean it like that. So, I mean, oh. that's when I really get, that's my niche, okay? Maybe it's better said like that. That's my niche. Like, that's my <laughs> thing. Uh, I love the primetime game. I'm just going to take it I'll watch. Context. I'll right, watch Dion? West. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch West Coast games, you know, midnight. Like I like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like late night, falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. totally. Um, yeah. But that also gives uh, extra motivation too. Whenever kids know they're on prime time at night, they're going to be all over ESPN, and there's going to be not as not as many games as going on as like noon and three three thirty games. Um, that always gives them extra extra motivation because they know that there's going to be more eyeballs on them. So sure, and they're in. You know, Virginia's playing a ranked team. Like that's huge motivation in itself. So, all right. Can you, you guys got fans in your in your in your state? No, man. No. Okay. No. Let me tell you something North, real quick before we sign off. North Carolina I, I was, has seven percent capacity. I know that's awesome. I know that's great. I was supposed to be going to the Martinsville race, and they, that's this weekend. Yeah, they are allowing fans there, so at some capacity somewhere, but it's season ticket holders only. So if you bought a ticket, which I never do, by the way, I go there and I'll scalp because it's always easier. But if you bought a ticket, you get it, you get, you carry that ticket over to next year and only season ticket holders are allowed to go to the Martinsville race. So I'm like, you know, it's a bit upsetting. So, um, but we'll, we'll see. I think that, I think that they're starting to open things up, but we'll see. I mean, even Martinsville Speedway hasn't given like a definite on the, on the people being there. Right. So, anyway. Um, need, need a hug? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I took – well, here's the thing. I took Monday off. So, I've got Monday off. So, I'm going to the range. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to – and I'm going to – I'm going to I'm going to have the – no, I'm not. I'm going to have the house to myself. I'm saying my kids go to school here now. Damn it. <laughs> so, I won't have the house to myself. Anyway. Yeah. You're going to be a substitute teacher. Yeah, basically. Basically, I was going to try to get some stuff done around the house. So I'm just going to act like, you know, no one's here. Nobody's here? Yeah. Yeah, good luck. So anyway, all right, hey, we appreciate all of you, obviously, for putting up with us. If you're still on, we appreciate you the most. Seriously. (laughs) Right? Well, I want to thank, obviously, I want to thank betonline.ag, manscaped.com. Thanks to all of you. Once again, wrapping it up, I'm Sean for Joe. We're out. Peace. I was wondering if I was saying that right or backwards. I'm Sean yeah. for Joe. I thought no. you just forgot my name. No. I'm Sean. No, for Joe. I'm, I'm Joe. Sean. We're out. How's God. that? How's it going? For Joe, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Yeah, see, I knew I screwed it up. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I knew I screwed it up.